0: It does pain me to think about how many people are pursuing success at the expense of their real success, you know, which is their soul just screaming out, like, just go to the beach today. Just there's so much more to success than what can be measured.
1: You're listening to The Almost 30 Podcast, a
0: lifestyle
2: podcast hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simczyk. Tune in for a new episode every Tuesday to hear our honest conversations about topics like wellness, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and self-development with guests who are really smart, really inspirational,
1: Hey guys, really quick before we get into the episode, want to just make sure that you know about
2: two upcoming events that we're really excited about. Yeah, the first is on April 28th. It is a Saturday uh, from 1 to 3 p.m. We are teaming up with Aubrey Winters of the Aubrey Winters Method, as well as Kalumi, the beauty food bar, which we love so much. They are premiering, um, launching their new bar. So you will get that there. And we're going to work out, we're going to meditate and just hang. You know how we do. So fitness with the finest. You can find tickets on our website, almost30podcast.com.
1: Yeah. And the other event that we're doing is the Moon and Your Saturn Return Workshop. So if you listened to our episode last week with the amazing Spirit Daughter, we are hosting an event with Spirit Daughter, Energy Muse, and it is going to be workshop style. So that is happening on Sunday, May 6th at 3 p.m. And at this event, you're going to get a crystal for your sign. You're going to get your own moon sign and sun sign reading. And we're going to be going into what exactly your Saturn return is and how to navigate it. So get tickets for that on our website under the events tab and we cannot wait to see you
2: there. Yeah. First event is at Knockout LA. Second event is at Sage Wellness. So come and see us.
1: One, two. (laughs) What are you giggling about over there? (laughs) So my friend Chris from college just texted me and he goes, a girl I work with is a huge fan of yours. Side note, recently found out about your fame. Congrats. (laughs) You must not follow me on Instagram. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) And he just sent me a picture, and this picture is the best. He sent me a picture of us to prove that we're friends. Look how look at this tiny purse. I have the tiniest Dude. purse on my. <laughs> Do you arm. guys remember the my purse is better that, than my purse?
2: The the purses that lived underneath your armpit. Tiny. It was like an armpit bo couch. <laughs> it's the tiniest.
1: It's made of it's sequins. It's like the size of a phone, and it's under <laughs> like what is it even carrying? I've got a side bang going on. I'm very tan. I've never lifted a weight for my arm in my life. (laughs) My (laughs) arms are very large. And I didn't know shit about skinny arm. So I'd be like, oh yeah, let's take a picture and put my arm like smash it against the side of my body. Now I'm like, my arms are like 20 feet from my body. I'm like, what? Um, So that's what I'm laughing at. Oh my God, that's hilarious. I'm obviously doing duck face and I'm obviously doing throwing up a peace sign.
2: Obviously. Because,
1: you know, my eyeshadow is turquoise and it matches my dress.
2: That's it. That's me. I would love for some old pics to just pop up in my life. Like have people float them around. Keeps, I feel like it just keeps the energy alive. Totally. Like where I've come from.
1: Yeah. Keeps you grounded.
2: <laughs> keeps the momentum. Keeps my momentum to move forward in my life. We should bring back that 20s us, 30s us thing. Oh we yeah, we should. Those TBTs. What do you guys think? Let us know. Yeah.
1: Wow, you guys, this episode had me high.
2: Like, I don't even want to talk about it. I just. Yeah, let's
1: talk about our events first. Yeah, let's and talk, then about we'll talk about, about
2: it. The events first. It was crazy. I was just like, it was like ping pong. I was like, boom,
1: boom, boom. It had me high.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, we have some fucking dope events coming yes. up. I'm so excited. So, yes. on April 28th, Fitness yes. with the Finest. Fitness with the Finest. I love the title, but I'm also like, oh, they, like, so funny. Because we're just like, all the best friends just hanging out totally you don't don't think about like oh we're gonna gonna come to work out with like LA's finest we're like your best friends and we're gonna fucking work out and chill with cool people yeah so um it's gonna be at knockout LA on April 28th which is a Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m um Aubrey Winters our dear friend and uh fitness queen is going to be teaching her Aubrey Winters method which is so it's, it's like so dance, it's bar, it's this, it's like- It's just like feeling your body. It's yo, very femme. It's so cool. It is fucking- And it gets your body, cool. that shit gets your body right. Yeah, because you know what? Like it's it's a full body workout without it feeling so um like hit, you know? Like it's just this movement, this flow. It's almost like stretching and moving yeah. and- anyway. yeah. Um, so that's going to be fun, followed by a meditation. Um, and Kalumi will be debuting their new bar. And we're so pumped. Cheeky These bar- Chai. Yeah. The cheeky Chai. It's like the only bar that I eat. Yeah. It's so clean, marine collagen. It. Just- Yukon syrup, mm-hmm. nut butter. It's the shit. Sweet potato. Sweet potato. Sweet tater. Lots of good stuff. Lots of good stuff. Um, also speaking, I don't know why this made me think of it because mm. I get my Calumi bars um, at Erewhon, but Erewhon's opening tomorrow. Um, this episode comes out after that, but uh, on Wilshire. So anybody Yum. in LA. No, just no, so Lindsay you know, will be. I will be there six days a week. Um, so that's April
1: 28th. Mm-hmm. You can get your tickets on, tickets on almost30podcast.com. Go to the event ba- events page. Yeah, you'll get a bunch of free goodies. We have great sponsors there that are really fun. And then a workout, meditation, some chillin'. And then we also have on May 6th with Spirit Daughter. So hopefully you listen to the episode with Jill. Of Spirit Daughter. We are having an event with Spirit Daughter and Energy Muse on May 6th from 3 to 6 p.m. at Sage Wellness on Abbot Kinney. And it's going to be a workshop. So we're going to do a crystal ritual for um, navigating through your Saturn return. And then we're also going to be going through your charts. So we're going to understand your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign, and you will get um, a chart reading. And then you'll also get a crystal that's made specifically for you. So you're going to be getting really dope goodies at this workshop.
2: I can't wait for this one. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Uh, So you can visit our website, Mm -hmm. almost30podcast.com. And under the events tab, you can find the links to our Conscious City Guide page and you can purchase tickets there. Um, We're just so pumped to see you as always. And stay tuned. We are going on tour. Mm -hmm. So we'll be seeing you in your cities. Um, And if you are wanting us to come to your city, um, let us know. We are adding to the tour list Mm -hmm. gradually. So... We're pumped. We cannot wait.
1: Yeah, we cannot wait. So thanks for the emails too with everyone offering to help. Everyone's been so sweet and kind. And, yeah. You know, it's been so nice. So we're just working through those. We really appreciate it. And then shout out to Ashley Kretschmar who's friends with Chris. That was the girl that was oh. saying that she knew us. Oh, that's so sweet. She's at sup Ash,
2: I-R-E-N-E-2 on Instagram. Mm. So follow that bitch. She's cool. She's cool. Um, all right, so today on the podcast we have Peter Kelly. Actually, this ep- this was like this was an episode
1: where I was like, "Oh, this is we're making magic." Like, it just she educated me. She opened my eyes. She so she
2: just said some shit that was like blew my mind. Mm-hmm. She's just like human and very like in this space where I feel like the space she's in is saturated. Right. And like, I feel like you can look out into the sea of those people who are in the space and be like, okay, so you all kind of have this like similar vibe and she is different. She's different. Different. She is like pure human, like imperfect in the most beautiful way. Like I just like am very, I don't know. She like, she definitely moved us. So we can't wait for you to um, hear this episode. She's conscious. She's honest. Yeah. Um, I'm just, we were really grateful to get to talk to her. She is in Australia. So she made the time. I think there are parts of this episode where her beautiful son, Soul, her baby oh. is um, like kind of crying in the background. Mm-hmm. So you really. She's being a yeah. mom and a mom Um, but her book earth is hiring the new way to live lead earn give for millennials and anyone who gives a shit is fucking rad Mm -hmm. so we talk a lot about the book and just about you know the way in which she's lived her life to kind of come to this like human as fuck place Mm -hmm.
1: um breaking the paradigm too of feeling like you can't live a life that you love and make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So she talks a lot about her relationship with money, the hustle that she had to have to build a life that she loves. And, you know, kind of breaking from that, you need to be doing a nine to five. You need to be doing X, Y, and Z to be making a lot of money. She really used her talents and what she was good at naturally to make millions of dollars in her 20s.
2: Yeah, she's so playful and just like curious too. Yeah. I just it's we really fun. fun. It gets to talk to her. the interview
1: gets better and better too. Mm-hmm. Like it gets better throughout. Like it's, it was it was it's so good. We're excited for you guys.
2: Buckle up, buckle up, right, guys. We love you. Enjoy this episode.
1: I love how you put your little description of what your mom said about your book on Amazon.
0: <laughs> that was so you know fucking
1: cute. It's the cutest
0: because everybody's like, you got to put like a big influencer on the back and like get some big influencer reviews. And I was like, well, you know, you know, I have lots of influencer friends, but I care more about what my mom thinks in my books. (laughs) (laughs) And she, so my mom is an English teacher. So she she proofread it. And that was just the text message she sent me after. Mm -hmm. So I just whacked it on the book. And then I got my friend in Scotland, Mark John Brown, who's like a shaman. And I was like, just... He's such a word master. I was like, write something about my book and i to whack it on the back. It was just such a easy process because you know that's like so what the this our generation cares about. I don't. I feel like we're sort of transitioning out of the whole like you better have someone real popular right, endorsing your book. It's like mm, yeah, I don't really give a shit if like it's just not about that. So it just made it so much. It's just fun, you know. Hundred
1: percent. But I was thinking, I'm like, it is interesting now. I was thinking with like the influencer generation and like podcasting and just how there's no differentiation. There's no like celebrities really anymore. Like I was thinking about the Oscars and I was like, I don't think people really give a shit about that (laughs) kind of stuff anymore. You know, it's not like you have celebrities where we still are like, Brad Pitt is so cool. And Angelina Jolie, it's like, there's such a gray area now where we look up to such different people than we did a long time ago.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think we'd freak out if we saw them in the street. Like there's such a there's I think there's so much more connection and empathy. Like I don't think we, you know, worship or idolize people because we have such a like evolution has the evolution of our consciousness has us feeling more connected and empathetic and just understanding like the the togetherness of all of us. So it's it's like you can admire people without putting them on a pedestal, you can admire and respect people without worshipping them. And I think it's, you know, again, it's as we become more conscious and evolved, it's more about the heart than it is about the ego. When you're in the heart, you genuinely just like admire and respect and appreciate people for their work without wanting to be them or putting up on a pedestal or, you know, perhaps what could have been quite egoic ways of showing appreciation, you know. But Mm. again, maybe worship is also consciousness who knows there's no judgment there but I agree I think it's I think it's more about friendship now than fanship you know we care more about building a tribe than we do about building like a wrote about it in my book like it's building tribe now is not a triangle where someone sits at the top like preaching to their people who sit below them it's about an ecosystem and a circle and you know we're all serving each other with our own unique gifts and so it's much more about one team than it is about you know like standing on the top of the mountain sort of thing 100%.
2: Yep. So, yeah, we would love to kind of talk about your transition from your 20s to your 30s. Who was PETA in her early 20s?
0: Oh, just hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Like, it's crazy. When people are like, I got married in my 20s, I'm like, interesting. I mean, I got married in my twenties too, but I mean, early twenties was a different ballgame. I was like, I just don't think I wouldn't, that wouldn't be working out still, which I mean, <laughs> complete respect to those who do get married in early twenties and stay, stay with each other through the evolution. Yeah. Amazing. I don't know if it would have been the case for me. So my husband now would not have, been attracted to me in my 20s. You know, I was in my early 20s, although we got together, you know, we met in like mid 20s, but early 20s. So I was a scientist. Yeah. By 22, I had two science degrees and I was in, in a PhD. So I was getting ready to, I had a scholarship and I was really rocking and rolling and I was set to be Dr. Peter Kelly by the time I was 25. And that was really my goal. And I had like a course redirect after my first two degrees during my PhD. I was like, no, this is just not for me anymore. Complete respect to... My degree, I was very much like, I was very much just very focused on whatever I want to do, I'll do. Really cared about people. So that was my avenue of helping people. But I needed a redirect. Like my soul was nudging me over here, like, you're done with science. Come over here. Like, come and explore. And I had no idea what that looked like. So I took the leap. I'll, I'll get there soon. That's when I began my business journey, which was just like, of course, divine. Here's where you're meant to be. Learn, begin the new university of like life and business. And, you know, but in that, time in my early 20s i was going through the bender period no stranger to a bender that's for sure traveling around you <laughs> traveling around europe with my friends going to all the edm clubs you know like berlin we were in like a real i mean like mm. our goal was to get into bergain which is like a deep tech house club in berlin where anything goes right it's like yep. So
1: yeah, you're like, really... I wanna like I want the mystery. It's like we could get drug rate, you know, we could get drugged, like we not know what to happen. I it's, think about it's... that too. I'm like, yo, that shit's so like the shit I
0: did, I'm like, that's dangerous. Like, yeah. take yeah, it, yeah. should have happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got to do it. Like, I look back on that time in my life. People are like, Are you virus totally. that you used to like experiment like that? I'm like, no Mm-mm. way. Like I was such a nerd, but also so reckless in so many ways. And I love that because now my family calls me, they all call me sweater dog, which is like there's this meme about this, this party dog and then there's this like, <laughs> tiny dog next to them, which is wearing a sweater, who's like, we've got to go home, we've got to go home. So my family calls me the sweater dog now <laughs> because I used to be like, 19 years old, Mum, pick me up from the nightclub at 6 a.m., drop me at the after party, and then I'll go to work at Subway after. Like, that's, that's oh. what I did when I was like 19. Like, it. Yeah, um, my mom is a legend. She's a high school teacher, so she knows, like, oh my you, you God. stay in with your kids, right? Like, <laughs> you, you know, you. Yeah. So she would pick us up, drop us at the after party, be there to pick us up. Like, so we we're always, she's just a legend. But, actual legend. Yeah, total legend. But so I went through that phase where I was like studying and then partying and, you know, doing really well at both, to be honest, like just harmonizing there. But then I was thrust into the world of entrepreneurship and with my first business, which is network marketing. And it really was like growing into like a leadership role really swiftly. So probably when I was like 24, I was starting to lead like a really solid organization of millennials in business. And so it was... At the same time, I was beginning like this, whatever we, I don't know, I don't call it like an awakening, just I was beginning like this journey of uh, awakened consciousness and becoming more aware and um, personal development, personal growth. So I it was really rapid for me to go from like, you know, being really committed to my science, which I love that part of my life to letting loose a bit and try to discover who I was through partying because we're really, you know what we're doing when we're partying, we're trying to seek and find and grasp and who am I and, and what's happiness and like, and going between the range. And then it was like this this journey of just awareness. And this is my little angel pie. She's oh. eating right now. I know. And
2: how old is she now?
0: She's eight months today, mm-hmm. actually. She was born like right Shut here behind me. Up. <gasps> Shut
1: up. See, you, had that, a, you had a home birth? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I had a home birth. Fucking rock.
0: <laughs> any dr- any right drugs there. at all? No, no. Damn. You know, I mean, you have this is what people don't realize about birth. Yes. You have so many natural. Drugs inside you, like adrenaline, serotonin, endorphins. That's what I had. um So that's where that's where she birthed her, and she's got a little playpen there that looks like the UFC octagon. So we always (laughs) joke about it. Seriously, that's a really nice in the ring. Yeah, Yeah. with her little
1: diaper on, (laughs) baby
2: Kelly. Oh my god, that's (laughs) That's so so
0: sweet. But um. So yeah, so I was thrust into that. And that's when I started to really like grow up. And then I look back at the, it just, it's crazy. I look back at the last five years and it's just, it's gone so fast. There's been so much growth, like from 29 to 21. It's like, it's crazy different, but still we're the same essence, you know? Like we still have the same essence. But then I look at the last five years and it's just like, it's, it's still such a bust. It's just, I love the twenties and I love... Like I have zero embarrassment about anything that I did, even though I look back and I'm like, oh my god. Like I look back at the Facebook statuses and I'm like, what oh my god. <laughs> well, were you like really, Peter? Like, where was your compassion? Mm-hmm. Like, did you have any? Like, wow. I would love I'm to see, see mine. I would love to see mine. Too. Don't, honestly, don't do it, <laughs> but but I love it. I still look back and I'm like, it's just, you know. oh,
2: I'd love to know just just tracking through. So what do you think made you so successful right out the gate in yeah. network marketing? Like I mean, going from, you know, wanting to be Dr. Peter Kelly by the time you were 25 and then just like hitting the network marketing world and killing it and leading a team, like what do you attribute that to?
0: Mm-hmm. You know, firstly, I think like divine guidance, like it was very much like a a calling for me. I I always had natural leadership abilities. Like even in primary school, it was very much like I cared a lot about a lot of things unusually for my age. You know, I was very much, well, I've got to take care of this. Well, that person's being bullied. Who's going to take care of it? Like, Hey guys, don't worry about doing the assignment. I'll do it. Just put your name on it. Like Mm. that was me just very much like naturally able to lead and go first I always had that ability to like cast a vision for what things could be like and that was a very amazing gift I was so grateful to have so when it when it got time, came time for me to like get into network marketing it wasn't getting into network marketing in a way that it had been done because I had no idea about it. You know, so many people have hangups about it. There's, there's so many awful stories about companies with no integrity and, you know, all that stuff. But for me, it was, I didn't know anything about it. It wasn't about network marketing for me. It was about letting our generation know that there were so many other avenues to create the life they wanted to live. So for me, it was network marketing was that first vehicle for me. But my message was so much bigger and grander than mm-hmm. that. It was about, well, why aren't you living your ideal day? Like, why are we slapping this all providing universe in the face by constantly settling? Like, we live, we're, for us, we live in such a privileged part of the world where we can do anything. Why are so many of us unhappy? Like, it seemed like so wrong, like we were slapping life in the face. So for me, I felt like so much of it was this, Peter, this is what you need to learn because this is what you need to teach. So I started naturally sharing in the Isogenics products because there's a company of health and wellness Mm -hmm. products. I really liked it and started naturally sharing them because I cared about health, but I was being led to experience a sense of freedom in my work and a sense of um, choice in my work that was guiding me to, to be like, holy shit, like, I can work anywhere in the world. And this was like six years ago when that was quite like, whoa, you know, like yeah, especially totally. in Australia, I can work any, anywhere in the world with my laptop. I can choose my income. I can have a very, oh, it's my angel part. I can have a very abundant, plentiful income in order to serve the world in greater ways. So, you know, I had a goal and a dream to retire my mom, who's a single mom of four. And it was a very, it was really important for me to take care of her, financially because she sacrificed everything for us growing up. stuffed on lounges, sold cars. We had a three-bedroom 3, three bedroom house with five of us living in there. Just, She was like my hero. So it was so important for me to be able to contribute to her financially. And I love giving. I love surprising people. I love giving to organizations I cared about. So as I started to grow into this freedom and I started, well, grow into it, I started to create this freedom for myself, both um location wise and financially, I started to to really explore at the same time I was on this journey of consciousness so it, it was never really like a agreed thing for me it it thank God simultaneously. I was surrounded by personal growth and all of these really purposeful, meaningful people, great mentors that i was I was matching like my experience of creating freedom with like what it meant in this new time. so you know, I suppose getting to work with tens of thousands of millennials who had chosen network marketing because they were hungry for a new way. They were like, what, how can I just live in a different way? And that was their first vehicle, much like me. It was like our step in. It was like our platform to be like, fuck, we really can do things differently. We really can live a life of contribution, freedom, like passion, purpose, full alignment with our soul. And then, I suppose, you know, when people ask me what made me so successful, I just knew how to work. I just, I've always Mm. known how to work. I've worked since I was 13 years old, $5 Mm. an hour, leading horses around fairs, doing letterbox drops, like having a single mom of four, you know how to work, right? So when I had a vision and I had a calling and when I was in complete alignment with it, there was no like gray area for me. It was like, Mm. do the thing. Serve the people, create the life, and stop spending energy on like over planning, over worrying. Just go for it. I had no issues in failing. I in I had no issues in fear of failure. I just it was like this this mesh of I have these big goals personally to not have to answer to any more unappreciative bosses, which we've all had those. And I also had this vision and this real responsibility to make sure I could be an example for my generation that perhaps there wasn't too many of at that time in Australia. Like when I would sit down and look people in the eye and say, what's your ideal day? People were like, what the fuck? Like I've never been asked that before. Like it was crazy back then. So I suppose it was firstly just, it was a calling. That That was my role. That was what I was meant to do. And that was very clear to me. It wasn't smooth. It was very messy, you know, but but it it doesn't matter because when you like even the if like you're you're fucking up messing up learning, it's still smooth when you are in alignment all the time, if if you think about it, right? Because even those detours and everything are still so perfect. But and that really then led me on to really going to work to define this new way to live leader and give like what is our generation doing differently and why how can we bridge like the ancient wisdom within you how can we redefine money like what what does conscious enterprise mean how are we meant to lead in a way that is more rewarding you know so that really was my platform to then grow on but i think you know now i'm a lot more like fun play ease like i love to be a lot more joyful in my work whereas back then when, like, when you asked me what was the key to my success then, just unwavering focus. I just, I don't like using the word hustle, but I was committed to my people. Mm-hmm. I was committed to my mom. I was committed to myself. And mm-hmm. I was cr- committed to creating an example for how I wanted life to be lived that I hadn't seen in a single other person. And I I was tired of looking for inspiration in places other than myself. Like I wanted to be the person to show the world and myself how good it was meant to be, and I had that inner calling, but coupled with like this pull. It was like this is what you got to learn because this is what you got to teach. So I was so grateful that that is what God, Source, Universe, like gave me to do back then because it was it was a great, a, a really great, purposeful second half of my twenties.
1: And if you always, it's like you have this like inner knowing and this connection with source and spirit. And I've found mine in my like Mm -hmm. later 20s. How did you, what was your spiritual journey like? Were you always spiritual? Like, do you always have this knowing or or sort of what was that like? How has that been?
0: Well, in high school, I, so I grew up in Frio, which is like Fremantle, which is an area of Western Australia that is, Pretty hippie, you know. Like, I would go to school trying to take my shoes off, like, not wear a bra. I didn't really need to wear a bra, but yeah, I my hippie. Yeah, like, i crazy. Insane. Yeah, i great. It's like not wearing Nothing my clothes. It's happening. Top yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Like, just, just you know, I'd ha- I'd have my incense and make sure everybody knew I had incense, oh, you, know, you know. I collect buddhas in my house. Do you know that? I love the Beatles. I have John Lennon's <laughs> articles on my refrigerator. You know, it's just very, very, like, yeah, very much like... <laughs> yeah, peace signs I, everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I had, and I always, you know, I suppose had that like inner hippie, just growing up, like I never, I've never tasted Coca-Cola to this day. My my family would tell you that I was very different in that, just, just very responsible for our world. Um, but then I went through my party phase, which to me still spiritual. Like mm-hmm. if you've been in like an EDM club in Berlin, like that's still spiritual. Like that is such an experience. So I suppose I was, that was all part of my spiritual journey, but it wasn't until yeah, like I said, like I exited that phase, like I was done with, completely done with that phase and it started to, you know, and I think I did probably go through that stereotypical spiritual phase, like, oh, why is everybody not woke? Oh my God, you know? And mm-hmm. then it's so, it's so much, now I'm learning, like spirituality is is humanness, you know? Like spirituality is not like this, like, like we think it's so high flying, like the ultimate spirituality for me now is like just, be a human and like embrace this fucking life and have fun. Like to me, the most spiritual thing I can do in a day is have fun. Mm-hmm. And and that's taken me a lot of like ceremonies and, and you know, rituals and a, and a very vast and expansive spiritual exploration to arrive at the fact that a lot of the time our spiritual journeys are like everybody's like, have fun. That's so simple. It's like, really? Well, how often do you do it? Like how often are you genuinely in the play and appreciation of life? If if spirituality is really that easy, if fun and joy is really that easy, why do most people not actually do it? And so it's definitely been an evolution, but fucking hell, it's it's just funny. Like I love making fun of this, like myself included, like this conscious work, aware world, because it's so often so much more complicated than it really needs to be. And yeah. It's, Why do you think that is? Why do you think people complicate it? I think because it's there's so much to it. You know, there's so much to like this once you start to oh, you know, become aware, there's so many multi there's so many layers to it and there's so many elements to it that we feel like we need to know all of it. And mm-hmm. and there's also a bandwagon. You know, there's also a spiritual conscious bandwagon. You know, you know it in LA, right? I even just everywhere. Oh, It becomes trendy trendy to be spiritual. And so a lot of the time we're doing things with the best intention. Like, fuck, I can look at myself and laugh at some of the things I did because they were spiritual. And it's like, with the best intention, but to fit in to a new trend. Like, well, that's really conscious. That's really well. What better do ayahuasca? Better do this, better do that. So a lot of the time we are still searching and yearning for this approval but in the in the disguise of spirituality and mm. and that complicates it because it's like it, the the ultimate to me the ultimate the ultimate spirituality is just that you know is just that like complete acceptance of the human experience and I mean we could go on and on about that forever but it while it's trendy it and while there's social media you know there's we're still we're so human and we're so still Seeking approval in, in so many ways. I think we forget that a key part of spirituality is to accept that there are a million ways to get to Rome, but it doesn't change Rome. And Rome is love. And there's a million ways to get there, whether it's this religion or this path or this path or plant medicine or meditation or Christianity or Hinduism or spending time in Bali or whatever. There's a million ways to get to Rome, but it doesn't change Rome. And when we can be in acceptance with, fuck, like... All I've got to remember is that Rome is love and like, then I don't need everybody else to evolve and to get to Rome how I'm going to get to Rome. Like, I'm going to get to Rome my way. I don't need to evolve the world. I don't need the world to evolve at my pace. What a heavy job to take on from the universe anyway. But when we first get into spirituality, like, like vegans, right? And I'm vegan and I went through that phase where I became vegan and I was like, why is everybody not, why is not everybody vegan? Like, yeah. how can you still be eating animals? Like, why is you so, why are you so uncomfortable? Mm. Like you go through that like righteousness at the beginning and then you start to, I mean, I started to then be like, you get more real about it. You get more accepting. And it's like, I, I, My spiritual journey, like my job is raising my vibration and taking care of the energy I'm sending out to the world and being in my alignment. And I cannot do that if I am trying to be responsible for other people's spiritual journey, other people's awakening, what other people are eating. And so I think for me, when I, you know, where I'm at now is that my responsibility is my vibration and I'll serve and create for my alignment. But my work is not evolving the world on my watch. It's not evolving my husband on my watch. It's not evolving my family on my watch. It's not evolving anyone on my watch. It's, it's taking responsibility for my vibration and serving from there. And, but when we do get into anything new, we are so like fascinated and sure of it that we think that the rest of the world needs to be like it. So we jump out of spirituality and into judgment. We jump out of consciousness and into judgment. But I feel like that's a necessary part of it because that burns us out. And then we come back to, fuck, like, isn't it so much easier just to like take care of my own alignment and to accept and love everybody for theirs? And so I feel like that's why it gets so complicated because righteousness takes a place in it. And righteousness is not, is not conscious, but it's such an important part of our journey. Like for me, righteousness, it burned me out and it landed me in acceptance. So, you know, but I think that's what we got to get over is, the world will work perfectly fine and is evolving perfectly fine. There is no levels to consciousness. There is no like, well, you're not as woke as me. Like it's not a it's not a competition, it's not a race. So I think that once we can realize that our responsibility is our own vibration, our own sense of well being, then we will be able to dissolve a lot of this complication we have around spirituality. And we can accept other people's journey and we can accept our accept our own. Like not trying to get more woke than we are now, you know, and and have fun. Fuck. Like I wish I had learned that five years ago. Like yeah. I, didn't, I could be conscious and spiritual and still playful. And I wish I had learned that. I wish I had known that when I first got into spirituality because I was so serious about it, you know?
1: Yeah, I was too. I'm so glad you said that because I've been thinking about that lately. Like my, to me, spirituality was deep conversations. It was intense conversations. It was intense readings. It was kind of like more painful work. You know what I mean? It was like, I need to go in and I need to analyze, you know, why this is this way and whatever. But now it's like when I am having fun with my boyfriend and we are laughing every second of the day, I'm like, Oh, this is spirituality. Like taking life as light as it can be just like laughing at all costs, you know, taking nothing seriously, like that is like yeah i'm so glad that you said that that completely resonates with me
2: mm-hmm. has has your like idea of success changed from when you were mm-hmm. working in network marketing and now owning your own business, well, I know you owned your own business throughout, but how your career kind of pivoted more to what you're doing now, like did it go from money to something else, or was it always kind of centered in spirituality and you know having your vibration be true to you?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think when I decided to leave my PhD and pursue, I had no idea what I was pursuing. There was a yearning for a deeper sense of fulfillment there, but I didn't know yet that that was what was defining success. It was like I was yearning for that. So, you know, obviously when I was in my PhD, I mean, it was all perfect up until that point. Like I love science. I still froth on it, but there was like this, Having doctor in front of my name was so important to me for a little while. And then when my lack of like well-being and fulfillment became more important than that, then I started to flip my my definition of success to like, no, I I need to feel good. Like I really need to feel good. So then when I got into network marketing, there was times when I was you know, that was at the core of my message. Like, guys, you've got to live your ideal day, but still within that, there was times when I was working 16 hours a day. There was times when I I was getting swept up into like this rhythm that at times felt good, but at times really burned me out. So it was this constant dance of like, you know, going after my goals and, you know, being this example of what life could be like, but my definition of success was constantly changing. Like at one point it was the hustle. It was like, I was so proud of how hard I worked. I was so proud of how much I gave. I was so proud of how, you know, how much I was traveling and I was barely home. But then you know, my soul just might, like I feel like success. And this is how I define success now is like, when our head hits the pillow each night, does our soul fist bump us? Like that's success. So it's always different. It's always different depending on what our soul is requiring. So mm on some days it's going to be a 10 hour day at the computer on some days it's going to be going to the beach it's it's so fluid and this is why this this element of like the divine feminine is really rising up in our businesses because some days you know our soul our soul doesn't want the same shit every day like our soul wants us to tune in every morning and be like what is the most rewarding way for me to serve my business myself my family today You know, I feel like I was slowly getting there. I had to burn out to learn that I didn't want to burn out. I had to work really long days to learn that that's not for me anymore. You know, and and it just, so it was slowly this feel what was off, adjust. Feel what was off and adjust. But Mm -hmm. I suppose after my PhD and when I got into network marketing, I can say, you know, it really was, it still did really feel feeling based. Although I had to learn, we have to learn that through, Oh, you know, feeling how we don't want to feel and, you know, going through models of success that don't feel right. But now it's like, now I still, still some days it's like, but if I want to do this, it has to look like this. And I, and I constantly reminding myself like, no, no, no. Like no one can ever measure my success. I'm the only one who goes to sleep with my soul. And I'm the only one who knows whether I get a fist bump. Mm-hmm and I'm the only one who knows how this feels. I'm the only one who knows the downloads I'm having, what it's like to be in my, you know, my marriage and to be a mom and to know what I must do each day to fulfill my soul. And no one on social media can ever tell how successful I am. Not by how good my book does, not by how big my events are, not by how much I might be given to charities, nothing. Like no one at the end of the day knows how I feel. So now I that's where I focus. That's where I'm really working on focusing is just, does my soul fist bump me when my head goes to bed at night? Am I living in alignment with my soul? Am I feeling really good? And But still, we're human. I'm human. There's still patterns where I feel like, fuck, I didn't like work enough today. Or yeah. um, it, it does pain me to think about how many people are pursuing success at the expense of their real success, You know, which is their soul just screaming out, like, just go to a cafe today. Like, Just go to the beach today. Just... Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much more to success than what can be measured. And I don't feel like we can actually measure it. We can only really feel it.
2: What advice would
1: you give for someone, you know, that's working a job that they don't like nine to five going into an office? Like, what would you
0: say that they do to
1: kind of start on a journey to be more closely aligned?
0: Oh, I think. The first thing is to just get really honest. You know, when I do events, I talk about kink in the hose. So I talk about, you know, our alignment. When we're in alignment, we are like accessing our full life force, which is just mm. a tap waterfall. You know, we have energy, we have ideas, we have inspiration, we have downloads, mm. we have abundance, we have joy. Everything is that we can literally stand in the waterfall or we can't. And we have this hose I talk about and our Everything in our life that is misalignment, it's just misaligned. It's like kinking our life force. So we have these little kinks. It could be a relationship. It could be where we live. It could be our job. And they're just kinking our life force, you know. And we, as we go through life, we gain these kinks. and Love that. So when people come up to an events, they're like, fuck, Peter, my job is a kink. Like, I, you know, I know I would have more energy and more life force and more creativity if I could just not do this stupid job and or some people say my whole life is a kink or some people say my husband is a kink my wife is a kink or you know being brutally honest some people do that and some people just say hey the fact that i haven't had this conversation with someone is kinking my hose right now mm. and to my advice to all of them is like hey you know i am not the unkinker of your hose and you are the only unkinker of your hose so and i always let people know that Alignment sounds like really woo-woo and warm and fuzzy, but alignment is literally the most ballsiest thing we can honor in our life. Alignment takes real courage and real balls to jump out of something that's not working for us, to leave something that's not in alignment with our soul, because no one else can ever understand. It's not like saying, hey, I can't make it because my child's sick. It's not like that where people can say, oh, I really understand. It's hey, I changed my mind and I'm not willing to do that anymore because it's not in alignment for me. That takes balls because you're just standing up for yourself in a way that a lot of people will never understand. And it's tough because there are other people involved. Sometimes you have to, you know, sometimes other people's feelings will be hurt and that's never the intention. Sometimes other people will be upset. Sometimes it's, it's not right for someone else. Like if someone's still wanting to be in relationship with you, but you are like so not in it and you have to have that conversation, it takes balls. If, if you are so... If your life force is 100% kinked by your job and you are feeling so urgently like you need to exit so that you can get your energy back, that takes courage because there's so much unknown. Like, you know, when I left my PhD, that was one of the most courageous moments of my life because I had it all planned out. I was, I was going to be a doctor by the time I was 25. I already had a thesis. I was, you know, I was set. This was my path. This is what I knew. And when I left, I knew nothing but science and sport and school. I didn't have business in my family. I didn't have money in my family. I didn't know anything else. It was 100% faith in the fact that I deserved to have more of my life force than I had then. And so I remember the day I walked into my supervisor's office and I was bawling my eyes out because I was like, I could be completely fucking up my life right now. But in my soul, my soul was literally just like taking the reins. She was like, shut up. Like your, your noise and your head has spoken long enough now. Like, trust me. So I walked in there, a blubbing mess. And I sat down in her office and I said, I need to leave. And she was like, what? Like, you're just about to propose your PhD. Like, we've worked so hard on this. And I was like, I I didn't even have the words to tell her life force alignment. I didn't, mm. I didn't know it was that back then, yeah. but I just said to her, I'm so anxious. Like, it's not right for me right now. Like, I just feel so overwhelmed. And I was crying. And that was the only way I could explain it to her. Mm. And she was so beautiful. She was like, you know, I whatever you want, like you've, you know, what, whatever, like whatever you need, like I trust you and you you know, always been so committed. So I know you're not just making this choice like willy nilly. And I walked out of there and I felt so relieved and I had no idea what I was going to do. I had no idea. I was 20, fuck, 22, no idea. And, but that relief and that energy and that life force gave me access to the next step. And, So it took courage and faith and trust. And, you know, I think I had to move back into my mom's at that point, but that didn't matter because I had my life force. I had my energy back. I was able to access creativity and ideas and what was next. and, And, you know, some people might've said that was so irresponsible, but you know what, like, fuck that sometimes because sometimes responsibility and this feeling of, I have to be over responsible is the exact thing that's keeping our hose kinked. And to me, there's no greater honoring of our responsibility than to be in our life force. And that is the most responsible thing we can do because then we are on the same page as source and we're on the same page as our soul. And there's no better place for us to be than there, you know? So my advice would be, Breathe, know that it takes courage. Know that you are so understood by so many people who've had to, have to make these leaps. Do it at a pace that feels right for you, but listen to your soul and understand that it, it might take a, a couple of weeks, a few months, like like genuinely honor your life and the pace at which you're being asked to move. But when it's time, know that scary doesn't mean wrong. Know that scary sometimes means like you are so excited about the life force you're about to access. And go for it. So I feel like we need to put the power back in everyone's hands and realize that you know your kinks are perfect, um, and you are the you are the guru in your own life, and you you know like you just know and just to trust that your your feelings and how you feel in your body and your lack of energy or inspiration, like that's a perfect signed for you there's nothing wrong it's just signal signaling to you how much more better it can get and mm. just being the excitement of how much better it will get
2: it's so interesting it's like you wanted to be a doctor and now i feel like you're able to spiritually almost like diagnose like or giving people the language to almost diagnose themselves like okay i should be following this a little bit more mm. closely in a way like i think mm. our generation lacks or now they're getting finally like the language because it's always been just a feeling and you feel like you're alone because no one's really talking about it. So I just, I think that's really powerful. How would you like suggest to our listeners that they listen to their soul? Like what does that feel like? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know what it feels like, but are there ways in which practices that maybe you could
0: recommend? So I recommend a book. It's called Meet Your Soul by Alyssa Romeo and she's a good friend of mine. That book has been life-changing for me. It's in my Mm. rotation. Um, I recommend it. It's probably one of my top recommended books because it's so profound, but so no bullshit. It's so easy to grasp and understand. Like I've read it and I've read it again and every time it's a different transmission, but she has tons of different practices in there. One of them is soul journaling. Where it's and she talks, she she talks specifically about at the beginning, it is your ego talking, and you don't know the difference. And she talks about fake it till you make it, so she's actually addressing these real human mm. you know, hurdles we have in accessing our inner guidance. And so, it, meet your soul is like the the best no bullshit guide that I give people in terms of of you know because we can say what does it feel like, what does it sound like, but it's like. No, no, like I want to hear it audibly. Like yeah, know. We, want, we want to get there. Like what does it sound like? like where, can it write on the chalkboard on my wall? Like that's yeah. where we want to go with our soul. And that's what she teaches is have an audible, clear relationship with your soul. Not an iffy, whiffy, wishy-washy one, but like I know that I know that I know. And it takes work because we've spent so many years listening to everything but. but it's mm-hmm. And it gets really emotional too because you think about all the time that our soul has been correct. Like the, my favorite way to get people to tune in is like, has your intuition ever been wrong? And the answer is never for everyone. And we can all look back at times when we look at what did it feel like when my soul spoke to me then? And when is it doing that? And how is it doing it that right now? And mm. and I always like to ask the question, if you knew, what would the answer be? And then the first thing that comes to us is our soul. Mm. And uh, but the trusting is the tough part because it's invisible and you know we trust Wi-Fi but don't know why the fuck we don't trust our souls like Wi-Fi is invisible too you know but it's it takes work so I feel like you know and we've got to acknowledge that it's not mm-hmm. good to just be like trust your soul trust your guidance like no no we've got to work we've got to show up every day and and practice and speak and fake it till we make it so that our soul can trust us you know to listen again and and I think as well, I talk about getting in the tap. That's where guidance is clear. So for me, it's, it's cacao ceremony. It's hiking. It's being in nature. It's circulating energy. All the ways I get into my tap where my guidance is clear. And I know it's my guidance because it feels foreign. It feels different. It feels like a, a download rather than something I'm making up. Mm. So to give ourselves the best chance of being guided, it's... Like get into your tap. Like, what are the things you need to do? Like, is it like a cacao ceremony? Is it sitting with your coffee? Is it going for a hike in the morning with with your shoes off on the grass? Like, what is it that gets you feeling centered and to do more of that? You know, people say, "I wish I had a notebook in the shower." It's because that's people's spot. You know, the the mind is quiet. Sometimes it's not meditation. I just
2: Mm -hmm. said that the other day, and yeah,
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. because you're not thinking. Like
0: you're having fun. You're just like showering and just Mm -hmm. you're not. Trying to shower, you're just showering. So your mind is like, cool, I'm going to have a rest right now because I don't need to like trick you out of showering right now. So it's, it's some people that's, that's where they get vroom, vroom, vroom. They guide it. Some people, it's when they're dancing. You know, it's just, there's no right or wrong. You don't have to be sitting. Just know where you are when everything is clear for you and go there more often. But I 100% recommend Meet Your Soul. Grace. Oh, it's, I going to get it it's powerful. And she'll probably be great. Alyssa would probably be great if you
1: wanted I to get her. It. Yes, would love to. That yeah. would be amazing.
0: She's badass. she rocks.
1: I think you were kind of alluding to it actually in this in your answer, but I wanted to ask you about it. your self-care, like what you do for self-care. And like why is that important? Oh well, I mean And how has it changed since having the babe?
0: Yeah, totally. It's still such a priority, you know. It's such a priority because our biggest responsibility is that we are thriving. And even as a mom, everybody says like, you know, last night I would have been up like eight times because soul's, soul's and But this morning I would, you know, ask my husband, you know, can you take soul for a little bit longer so I can sleep 45 minutes? I still would wake up and do Pilates. There's days where it gets thrown off, obviously. Your child is your number one. And if you need to anticipate and adjust is like my, my rhythm. But it's still like... You know, yeah, you know, I don't have as much time to just jump in the bath whenever I wanted, but I create it. I create it. I make sure that I have support when I need it. Um, I make sure that you know, I the more it's just, especially in the mornings that I am getting centered and I am. I have a cacao ceremony every single day, no matter what. There's been only a couple of days since Soul's been born that I haven't, and I do that because I want to be centered and and in my in my tap. And I, I want to be me for her and. You know, it's such a small chunk of the day, and the re- and so much of the rest of the day is in service. You know, like I love cooking meals for my family now, whereas before I used to have the story of I don't I don't really cook. You know, I've, I'm too busy. Like That's I mean, mine. you know, yeah, it's just I'm not really that type of girl. But now I'm like, yeah. oh, I fucking love it, and Ugh. food's always been big to me, especially the last few years. Always eating like really nourishing foods and taking care of my body and my water i've got like devices all over my house which are like anti-emf like i'm like that my daughter has a teddy anyway. bear anti like and anti um anti anti like mm-hmm. electromagnetic fields yeah. so yeah. things that keep you fresh and clear from the effects of wi-fi and radiation just i'm that person but I think for me it is it's cacao. That's that's what it is for me. Sitting having a nice cacao ceremony every day because it feels good for no other reason than because it feels good and puts me in my tent. Um, ensuring that we get out into nature every day. And even as I say this, it's like it's not every day, but it's there's something every day that is just for me. It you know, and it's still as a mom. Like I know that there's some mums who they are just on their own and they don't have support. You know and my love to them, honestly, because that's, it's tough. And I'm so grateful for the support that I have. Like I have my mom staying with us right now when we're in the US, like we have help with a nanny when we need it, even though I've got a lot of work on, I like to make sure that I have a lot of play with soul. And, but even outside of that, like this morning I was doing Pilates on my mat and I had that thought wash over me, like, fuck Peter, like you have this full morning ritual still, and you're a mom, Mm. like, is that bad? That still washes over me. And I'm like, no, it's, it's not like, I don't need to borrow the story about what I am deserving of as a mom. It doesn't make me any less of a mom Mm. because I take care of myself. And that's like, I've said it ever since soul was born. I know how to work my ass off and I don't want soul to say that about her mom my mom works hard. I want her to say, like, my mom thrives. My mom is such a happy, generous, fun, creative mom. And she's so herself for me. And so that's so important for me is that she sees me still doing some Pilates in the morning, if it's 20 minutes, having cacao. I always kiss her on the head and say, So, mom's going to do her cacao meditation now. Like, I'll see you in 20 or 30 minutes. And, you know, just having the time where we have our phones off. Like it's just, it's simple, it's simple stuff like that. Sometimes you don't have to do anything. Sometimes your self-care is in not doing something. Like sometimes your self-care is just turning your phone off and getting off Instagram and mm-hmm. not being bombarded with other people's agendas for the day. Like maybe your self-care doesn't have to be an action. Maybe it can just be like some relief from noise you yeah. know, so if you don't have time for self-care, just just cut the noise out for a little bit. Turn your phone off and that can be the greatest act of self care for your day. And that's also proved to be true in my life as a mom is sometimes I do want an insti scroll, just a real indulgent Instagram scroll. <laughs> filthy memes, whatever I want. <laughs> But so, and no judgment, just ah, you know, what? Shit. you're it. just
1: like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel that sometimes I have like dirty people on my dirty Instagram scroll, not like dirty, like, gross, yeah, but just, yeah, like, they just show up and you're like, ass oh. <laughs> yeah, like, oh. I'm like, yeah, I just need like two minutes of this trash.' <laughs> I'm like, oh, just bitch like, oh, is naked again?' <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> just the best, mm-hmm. just like, just and then just stalking, just stalking. Like, <laughs> I wonder if that when that girl's gonna get pregnant, I wanna go, uh, a- yeah.
1: Just, There's a kid from my high school that was like, it's like a rapper now and he's doing girl <laughs> And I'm like, when I literally look weekly, I'm like, are they going to break up?
0: <laughs> I'm like, he's a rapper now. I don't know if they what? can still be together. That's like my dirty thing. <laughs> but you need it. It's like you so it. human. So sometimes I'm like, so just stay down here. Mom's going to go upstairs right now. I'm just going to have a little scroll. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's like, but sometimes my That's self-care funny. is that. And do you know when you're like doing quite high vibration activities, like after an event, like after my book tour, like I'm like, honey, like I'm putting salt to bed and I'm going to scroll Instagram and I'm just going to... But it's because you need a ground, otherwise you're oh, too 40. Me. But sometimes when you get real, you're like, you know what, fuck it. I have too many people's noise up in my grill. My self-care today is I'm not going to check my phone till three o'clock. And so sometimes self-care is as easy as just not doing something, you
2: know? I think it's so important. I know you're a new mom and I don't know the recent, recent work you're doing with, like, are you working with moms? Like, I just think back and we talk about it sometimes, like, our moms who really, like, I, I, my mom didn't really take care of herself, right? Like, that was that generation of just, you know, yeah. doing everything for your kids. And what they didn't understand was that, like, they can't be giving fully because they're not fulfilled, right? Yeah. Like, but I just think it's really, really, really important work for our generation. Like, so I don't know if you're working mm-hmm. with moms now, but yeah.
0: I am, I am not working like exclusively with moms, but I am making sure like, so I have this this space called the Esco and it's pretty much like high performing women meets the earthy woman where we can like, still like create epic shit, but, you know, sit and like, just I'm talk girls. about like sensuality, creativity. Yeah, like just- bridging them together like the ancient and the new because we hear all the time the western woman's going to change the world it's like well let's do it but it's a place to soften too mm. for the high performing woman to really soften into her feminine which you know i definitely need so Same. um so i'm always making sure i speak like we're doing a birth series in there right now and i'm always no. making sure i'm speaking about birth and empowered birth and trusting your body and Uh, and always trying to share my genuine experience of motherhood just online. So I'm making sure like I'm being a voice, being a voice and not even just being a voice, just being a human, like sharing my experiences so I can reach moms and perhaps give them a new perspective or even just show them that part of me. So like the business women can see like, wow, I'm not scared to be a mom. Like you can, you know, just, so I'm always trying to be, I'm always trying, not trying, I'm just, I'm always really conscious and mindful to share that part of my journey in a way that it's not really with the intention to inspire. I wouldn't say that. It's just because it's such a relevant part of my journey and it's just the same. My biggest thing is like owning our stories and choosing our stories and and that's another part of our life where we've got to do it. So soul is such a relevant part of my life and mothering is just such a... <laughs> Profound, significant part of my life that I couldn't show up authentically online without serving mums. But I am really passionate about birth. I'm really passionate about conscious pregnancy, about empowered birth, about mums being taught to trust themselves as as mums, but as pregnant women and as people who are meant to birth. Like, you know, again, birth is a whole other thing that I could get into. But I'm, yeah. I'm just, we are mother nature in human form, and and. You know, for me, birth is such a rite of passage, and being like Mother Nature when it comes to being a mom is such a rite of passage. And just so for me, I just want to be that example to people who to people who are looking to trust themselves more, to trust nature more, to trust life more, to trust their children more. Um, And obviously, I'm still rookie, hundred percent rookie mom. Like, just make hilarious mistakes. Still, so I got sunburned the other day, and I was like, "How the fuck did I let that happen?" Like, Uh, pretty obvious. And you feel awful because you're like her little to- spoon. Oh, my totally. God. Oh. And then my friends are like... So you know, soft and so red. Yeah. yeah just, 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 you know, it's... But, you know, for me, I don't know if I'll ever create something like specifically for moms. I think just always being open and honest about my mothering journey, apart from the parts that are perhaps I do want to keep sacred, you know, just... Always being open and sharing that real part of my journey, I think that's the best way to reach mums. Um, and I've got so many friends who do exclusive things for mums, but but yeah, I never thought I'd be like full. I'm I'm heading down like the birth activist path. I mean, wow, you know, that's <laughs> rad because if you heal, if you heal birth, you heal the whole earth.
1: That is so true. I feel it's been interesting. So, with our podcast, one of the most popular topics that we've talked about is hormone health and Uh birth control and kind of taking Uh back fertility and your cycle and, you know, removing yourself from like prescriptions or like drugs in that way. And it's interesting because I could see us transitioning to birth and like yeah, the importance of yeah. natural birth. You know, it's kind of like, now that we're talking about this, we're talking about birth control, maybe not a best option for a lot of people. And I can see yeah. us going into the... So I think that's really interesting. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. And yeah, when, when we're pregs, we'll call you. Yeah, have yeah. Sure. 100%. 100% <laughs>
0: we'll have a podcast episode. <laughs> yeah, do it. Because there's so much... There was so much conscious preparation that went into my pregnancy, my birth. And, and a lot of people have the You're so lucky, you're so lucky. And I know how many people have the universe shock them with tragedy and disaster. And we are no stranger to that. We all have friends, mums, aunties mm. who've really been dealt tough cards. And, and we are never denying that, when it, whether it's pregnancy or birth or motherhood. Um, but so much of, for everyday people, there is so much choice and conscious intention that we get to have. And I think some people are so fearful of the process that they aren't exercising Their right to choose, to choose health, to choose like the enjoyment of it, and in a world where we are constantly being surprised and humbled, when we do have the opportunity to choose, like we should take it and we should really exercise that power. So, you know, when I was pregnant, I I was like, "Honey, I want to be like a remote doula, like just, just like just send people resources and just cheer people on and remind them to trust their body, remind them to trust their baby." You know, Mm. on my wall, when soul was born, just behind me, I had. And again, this isn't about saying everyone needs to have a home birth. Everyone needs yeah. to have a drug for birth. It's not about that. It's just about reminding the mom, like you're being taught to fear your body and you need to be taught to trust yourself, to trust your baby, to trust mother nature and to thank God that hospitals and interventions are there when we need them. But still, you need to trust your body. And you need to trust the fact that you were given this gift of life because you are a life giver. And, you know, we are... It's a rite of passage, like birth. I'm going to do a post on it later. Like today, sol's eight month birthday, and every 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 month on her the seventh of every month, we sit and we we play her birth video. And when Soul, <laughs> when I birth Soul, her name's Soul, like son, when I birth her, she birthed me. And so it was like I get so upset when women are robbed the right to enjoy them. You know. To to feel empowered in that process and no matter how it goes, you know no matter what they choose, hospital, C section, whatever. But and my midwife actually made a documentary. Am we could go on it? Let's do another call cool down. Another time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I to. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, I wanna we need to talk about is hiring.
0: Oh, oh yeah.
1: Yeah, about the inspiration.
0: So my book again, so I think I try to write that book like seven times. Mm -hmm. because everybody else in my field writes a book. So that was my um, misaligned motivation and it didn't work. I was what, what Alyssa Romeo, my friend, she actually, the one who wrote Meet Your Soul, she actually said to me, Peter, you're being clock blocked by the universe because you're not meant to write it. And I was like, yeah, sounds about right. Because it was just, there's a difference between resistance and just like, you know, it was just, it was just pushing shit uphill. It wasn't I didn't have that 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 like tap when I went to do it the first few times, and so I really let it go. And I was like, "I'm going to write this book." If I let it, I let the whole book go. I was like, "I may not be meant to write a book. Like, not everybody needs to write a book. Like, I speak, I create this other stuff. Like, it might not be a book for me." And then I got pregnant with Saul, and it was very clear: write the book. Because if anything ever happened to me, I would not want to leave this earth without writing this book for her and her generation. You know what I mean? So it was, she became my urgency. She became my motivation. Mm. She became my inspiration because it wasn't just writing a book for our generation and for the world to understand our generation. It also became important for me so that she knew and her generation knew what we cared about and that we really give a shit about their world. And so when I had the next generation in my womb, literally from the point where she was a soul wow. inside a grain of rice. That's how small she was. I I just was like, I am not, like I'm writing this book before she is in my arms because- that was all the inspiration I ever needed. So every day when I was pregnant, I would just do an hour and a half in the morning and I will just, just get it all out, get it all out, trust what was meant to happen. It was 250,000 words for the beginning and I cut it in half. So it was just, a, like just let it, out. that's just just getting it out, getting it out and just channeling whatever was meant to come through, dumping all the information out of my cells when it was needed to come out of my body as well and then piecing it together in a way that was very raw. I drew, I drew pictures all throughout it. I put crosswords in it. It's, it was untouched by a publisher in terms of no one, no one told me whether it was good or not. It was, this is it. Let's get it out. Um, and it's just been so well received and such a great fun process, you know? Damn. And then then mom Mom. edited. And then my mom, so I had an edit. I had an editor. She was amazing. Her name's Jana. She was just super duper. She edited. My mom proofed it because she's an English teacher. Um, and then when I read, so it's crazy because when you proof it reading, you miss a lot of things. Then I read the audiobook and I found like a hundred more typos just from saying it. And I was like, mm, yep, just had to pull it back from print, <laughs> change them and then send it back. And then it was crazy because they're like, do you want to listen to your audiobook and listen for edits? So I was like, no, 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 no. Like just get it out. Like get it out, get it out, get it out. Yeah, my, like- my tribe is very, knows I'm very like the raw, the raw the more rule, the better. So I was like, yeah. it's, it's more important to me that they just get it than for me to make it extra perfect now. So I cleared up all the typos and, you know, it's, it was all great. But the for this book to get out, it had to be in a way that was very aligned and fun, light, And with the priority being like alignment and authenticity and not just publisher pleasing, you know, which is why I self-published mm-hmm. it. Man, oh man.
2: I was thinking about like, how your tribe loves and expects that you're going to be raw and all of that. And like how you talked about earlier, like the fanship, like the life coaching space, the spirituality space, the wellness space. It's like, we're in LA. It's formulaic so... for that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's like... It's just interesting. Like you're so different. Yeah. Right? And I don't know what I want to ask. I just like like, do you have kind of this sense of the of the industry where you're just in your own lane or do you, are you affected by, you know, people who are doing similar work That is, it is more kind of like a fanship type thing where they look up and they're like, I want to be that, yeah. you know? Like, it's just interesting to observe from my perspective. I don't really partake in it, but I'm just like for you being in it, in it. How does that feel?
0: I definitely am like aware of the... I wouldn't even say I'm in an industry. This is the thing. I just, I don't... That's true. You know, I know. Ask, I know. You know, ask what I what I am, what I do, like I, that is the most awkward question. Yeah, that ask. That's why I put I'm just human. Like I don't know what. What do you want me to say? Like I mean, like I speak, I create, I write, I like, like I can cook like this amazing stuff. Like what? Like what the <laughs> fuck? Like I just. It's so awkward <laughs> to me. Like. Coach, yeah. no, not that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do one-on-one calls at all. Quite awkward for me, really, to even think about that. Not a <laughs> <Love> coach. <you. laughs> so like, much. like I can't, I can't. I I actually gave <laughs> it a whirl twice just to just because people kept asking. And you, you hung up? And I was like, I just was like, I did two and I got off, and I was like, like, I don't I fucking don't know how to cook it. It just wasn't good. It wasn't good, so You're I gave like, it a whirl. Oh, they're not going to take action against everything I'm I <laughs> um, out. No. I think they enjoyed it. I I, yeah, they did. But I, I don't... Like, it, coaching is not for me. I just... I don't, yeah. don't do one-on-one calls. Um, I'm, I'm not... I, like, I just actually stopped all my online mentoring things because even that is not fulfilling for me right now. Like, for mm. me... I want to just like, I want the human touch and the human connection, which is why I create the events and the the book tour is so important to me to do. And so, you know, for me, that's always the most awkward thing. Like I'm, I want to create whatever I'm called to create. And there's so many things buzzing and swirling for me right now that it's just, my purpose is not so much in what I am serving the world with. It's just hundred percent in how, so for me, it's how, how am I going to create this? How am I going to <laughs>
2: That resonate? Like, am I going to post
0: online? Like it's, mm. I want to be an example for how we can be in the lightness and play and trust and radical alignment, like radical alignment, and you know, just I want how I'm creating to be my gift to the world, and so I don't. Oh, I love. That. I don't compare myself to anyone. People ask me how many books love have you that. sold. I have no idea. Someone sent me today a screenshot of my audiobook in like recommended audiobooks with like Russell Brand or whatever. I didn't even think to check. I have no interest in checking. Like, I'm never going to read the reviews. Like, I promise myself that. I just, I love, you know. It's just, I just need to do it my way. And I wish everybody would just do their thing their way, not trying to fit into an industry like you know, I don't, I don't have an email list at all. I don't email people at all. I'm not interested in emailing people. I'm not interested in email marketing. I don't, I don't do lead pages. I'm just, I'm just at that point where it has to feel good to me. And I know what it feels like to be a human. So I'm not going to try and backdoor market a human. Why don't I just talk to the people and say, Hey, like, what, like, how can we support each other? What do you want that I can help you with? It's just, I just feel like it's, it can be so much easier than we let it be, um, you know. And I and you know, I've got to this alignment through doing things that were misaligned for me. You know, doing the lead pages, doing creating this program that was not fulfilling for me. Um, you know, having people tell me, "Well, you need to sell at the end of your events." Like having all that for me to get to the point where I'm like, "Nah," like just nah. Like I just, you know, it's it just there doesn't have to be like a a purpose on top of the fact that it, it feels good. Like yeah. that can be the purpose right there. I'm creating this cause it feels good. Like I'm being really called to create, um, a physical space right now. Like, and it's been tapping me for three years and, and people will ask me all the time, like, well, you know, what's the business plan, this and that, And you know, well, you know, why would you do anything brick and mortar when you're just so free now? And I'm like, well, if I do it, it's going to be because it's fun and because I want to give it to the world and I don't need to explain it any further than that. It doesn't need to fit. Creativity doesn't need to fit into your brand. Like I've got shit that I'm creating, right? I'm creating one thing with my mentor right now. It's like the most random fucking thing in the whole world. It doesn't fit into any (laughs) of my brands. It doesn't fit into this. It doesn't fit into that. It doesn't really make sense, but it's fun, enjoyable. I think people are going to like it. We're going to do it. And, And that's enough for me right now. Like, the how like because and I learned that through focusing too much on the what too many times and you know even the why like we watched Simon Sinek's like the why that used to be my big message like what excites you that's why you got to do it but now I'm all about the how like be in the vibration you want to be in while you're creating and gifting and choose how you want to live and create and be in business. And for me, it is complete alignment, radical care for our earth, um, you know, and lightness and fun and play. And just if I can be in that respect and in that alignment for the how, there's going to be all these little little different what's that pop out. And that's why it's so hard for me to define, you know, what I do and what I am and all Because I'm just like, I... I'm just, like that, you know, My our Instagram bio, mm-hmm. that is probably the most challenging part of my life, that Instagram totally. bio. Like what do I put there?
1: Mine's like, I'm like, <laughs> if you read mine, you wouldn't think I'm as cool
0: as I am. <laughs>
1: <You> <laughs> no, know? I'm like, I'm way cooler than my bio, but like, what am I going to do? Put like a cool sentence, you know, like a rap quote. I don't really know. <laughs> how can I express how cool I am in this bio?
0: <laughs> you know what? You should put that. Like yeah. how can how cool yeah. I am in my bio? Like, That's just, true because it's like
1: (laughs) on the same thing I'm like fuck yeah I'm like I want you guys to know I'm funny and I'm like different and you know but like I don't know
0: (laughs) it's so like there should be like a someone who helps who comes and sits with you for a day and then writes your Instagram bio for you as a service that's (laughs) a yeah you should because I'm still struggling with mine I looked at the other day and I clicked the edit button and I was like this is just not me like how could I put that? You know, like what I no. really am. So the one thing like, can you give me your title? I'm like, I literally get so awkward. Like, Oh, oh my God. Yeah, I'm
1: like, <laughs> yeah. We just seem to be like big enough where we just are. like, I'm Krista.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like with Oprah. It's like, who the fuck's Oprah? <laughs> yeah, no shit. Just, but then you see those people who've nailed it in like a couple of words and you're like, oh my God, that is oh, so I'm sick. So jealous,
1: I know. Yeah. But sometimes <laughs>
2: I'm like,
0: eh. Okay. Yeah,
2: but <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it feels like super like in the box. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay,
1: yeah, cool.
2: I know. Um, oh, well. Wow, wow. Thank you for sharing that. I,
1: this is insane. Yeah, I can't wait for. I, we're I gonna have wait. to do because I want to do a full. I want to do a full episode with you. Birthing, of like, yeah, birthing, and then oh, like, yeah. yeah. I want to do like Mother Nature, your Mother. connection to nature. Yeah. Like, I really want to like oh, talk yes. about that in like yes. more detail at some point. But we you know. I would love all night They're and just my jams. Like, Dude, that would be amazing. And you have a baby and we have at
0: times because yeah. we're babies yeah, <laughs> yeah no shit. I'm like well you guys started at 7.45pm like okay. good on you like, I'm not functioning at that time muscle yeah so you what you gotta do yeah like <laughs> whatever we don't sleep <laughs> <laughs> sleep when you're dead <laughs> it's I'm tattooed on my back, my
1: <laughs> back. yeah
0: <laughs> it's just hilarious you guys need to go to bed I know Thank <laughs> how can our how
2: can our listeners connect with you yeah hit us up when What's you're in la too yeah
0: yeah i will be in la my book tour is there on may 19 oh I'm pretty sure yeah, done. Yeah. we'll stock are you having an you. event here yeah may 19 in la oh, oh sweet okay perfect we'll be yeah. there get your tickets because um done. they're all they're all new york sold out already and it's like really in june whatever okay cool <laughs> I, but we're looking to expand yeah. the venue because i'm like we cannot be sold out already no we need yeah. to get a venue for. New York people, all that people on the other side of the country because I'm only doing six spots yeah because I have a child and I'm not gonna drag her around the world but we're doing right. six spots so it's like I'm like we can't we can't be sold out already it's just yeah. not but you know what New York's like it's like I know. oh do you want to spend four million dollars yeah million? literally we're literally. like sure we've got a solution <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah come see us in LA we should hang out the day before or after or something we'd love we'd that love that we, we can record that. in
2: person yeah that'd be yeah. that'd be dope um, bring the baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm sure she does. Thank so <laughs> um, Okay, cool. Wait, did you say where they can connect with you? Oh, the, ba- yeah, like oh, the best yeah. way to on with media.
0: Social media, my website, okay, peterkelly.com. Perfect. Um, that you can get to my book tour and everything from there. But just, great. I'm mainly on Instagram um, and Facebook. Instagram is slightly leading Facebook right now. Facebook's, yeah. you I do a post do. and you get like two likes on it. It's like, what does it like any anymore?
2: Yeah, <laughs> literally. I'm like, oh, cool. She's like, I'm so proud of you. I'll call you in five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> you're like,
1: oh, leave me alone, mom. <laughs>
0: but it, yeah, Instagram and Facebook is where it's at. Um, Great, yeah. awesome. Thank you so much for making the time. Yeah, you rock. This oh, was oh, like, oh. Um,
1: oh. we'll let you know when this um, comes out because our yeah, listeners yeah, me, are gonna be obsessed when when and they're freak. gonna be hunting you down. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> thanks Huntin so much, lady. <laughs> but it was one-on-one. Thank you so much. Your podcast is so fun. Thank, Thank you. you. You're the best. Can't wait to meet you in May. Have a good one. Yeah. Bye, Bye, lady.
2: Bye. Bye. Time flies when you're... Time flies when you're... Being like ambushed by knowledge and and spiritual bombs. Literally. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Peta Kelly. Um, please connect with her. Tag her in anything that you do on Instagram. Uh, we told her that Almost 30 Nation was coming for her. Uh, you can mm-hmm. visit her website, petakelly.com. Um, her book... Earth is Hiring is one that I think should be on your bedside table. It is awesome. And thank you so much for rating and reviewing mm-hmm. on iTunes and subscribing and sharing it with your... We read everyone. We literally... There was a sweet review I want to read. It says, it's from Jay Tales
1: and it says, so versatile. Love the versatility of guests and topics and how easily you two lead the conversation. Mm. That is such a sweet little sentiment, you know, just a little sentence so sweet. Of niceness. Little so five stars for you. That is so sweet. So, thanks so much for rating your ring. We read every single one of those. Um, and it means a lot. It really just helps us um, get on the charts, be on the charts, helps us get people like PETA on, helps us really just grow and, you
2: know, make our community really, really expand. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram too. Our Instagram mm-hmm. is like Ratchet and Fun mm-hmm. and Inspiring all at the same time. And mm-hmm. we do feature Fridays. So, yeah. if you do tag us, we'll, sh- we'll shout you out. We'll shout you out. And, especially join our secret Facebook group. As you guys know who are a part of it, it's a really special sacred space, you know, where people feel really um, comfortable to share. Um, It's fun. It's funny. It's inspiring. And um, we just can't wait to have you in there. So, Look for us on Facebook. And yeah, guys, we hope you have a great week. Uh, Again, our events are on our website, almost30podcast.com. Check those out. We can't wait to see you on our tour. Um, And please write into us if you want to hear from someone, if you want to talk about a certain topic, like Mm -hmm. we are all motherfucking ears. Mm -hmm. Please, please, please. Mm -hmm. This is how our show evolves. Mm -hmm. And you know, no matter how big this podcast gets, like you guys are the ones who are helping us to curate what this show is and becomes so thank you thank you thank you we love you so much.